<clears throat> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast. I'm your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me LBZ, L Boogie, Big Brian, 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 B Brian, LB, but Ronnie, the choice is yours. Welcome to episode 61. We have a very, very, very special guest. Omar Cook is on the show today. Riverside, California native. I was a local star in the California area before deciding to go to Southern University to further further his football career. Um, he was a DB, had a great, great career there. Ended the 2014 NFL draft, did not get drafted. Ended up playing, I believe, four years in the arena football league, just like I did. Um, and now is an American actor and entrepreneur, creator of the two uh, the two two forty seven live culture, um, and also does acting. We all, we actually met during season two of uh, filming for the CW All American. I think I believe we acted together in about eight or nine episodes. He's actually filming season three now um, out in LA. So super, super excited to have a former athlete and now artist like myself on the show to talk about his, you know, athletic journey growing up in the state of California and more importantly, the uh, his after effect, right? Some lessons that he learned um, and, you know, how he got into the arts. Uh, super, super excited to have this conversation. I just sent him the link and once he jumps on, we will go. My dog, my dog, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's up, brother? What, what's going on, man? How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm solid, bro. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, I appreciate you calling on the time. I know you're a busy man. Famous Fem- season three right now, All American. <laughs> yes, sir. Chris from Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just yes, keep sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, um, I call this the After Effects show. I created it almost a year ago. Because it's my belief that all of us former athletes, you know, we all have an after effect or after shot from our athletic career when it's over, when it's all said and done. We all have lessons, you know, from the wins, the losses, the injuries, the politics, the nepotism, the racism, all the things that we go through. And I've always felt like a lot of our stories aren't told. Only people's stories have been told. It's like, you know, guys that played 10 years in the NFL or 10 years in the NBA, then they, they start a podcast or, you know, they had those resources. So I always feel like our stories are lost in translation. So this is a free and safe space for us to kind of like talk about our childhoods, but more importantly, talk about that after effect, talk about that transition out of our respective sport into what we do now, bro. So I appreciate you joining. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you already? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, man, be- before before we like dive into your childhood, I, saw you, I, I know you're a Riverside, California native. I, I always feel like we're more than athletes. So let's just talk two current events, man. So. Um, you know, right now it's the NFL, it's NBA playoffs. Uh, first round, it's early in the playoffs. Who do you have winning the NBA championship this year and why? Ah, man, you know, <laughs> I'm a Lakers fan, dog. So I got to rock with the home team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm hoping LeBron and them can pull it through. I know it's going to be a tough contest with, with them and, uh, and the Suns right now. Um, yeah. You know, CP3 got them boys rolling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he injured. He 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 injured right now though, so it's it's up in the air. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's a good thing for us, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but uh, it's going to be tough to come out the West, you know, just just period, you know? And uh, yeah. we got we got the Nets over there on the East as well, too. So that's, that's yeah. gonna be a tough thing to get through. But I'm thinking LeBron, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to get us through. Hey, for 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 the namesake, you know I'm a Bronny fan. You know for the namesake, but uh, so have you always been, have you always been a Lakers fan? Because I know you, I know you, you were you were raised in Riverside. So have you always been a Lakers fan? Like even in the '90s when Kobe was there, uh, God, God yeah, bless the dead. Yeah, I, I love the Lakers. No, uh, sure. I mean it's in, it's in the fam. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. um, you know, I'm California native. You know what I mean? All my family's here from LA. So you know, okay. LA, Lakers is 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 it's in my We're blood. Not. I was the only time I would say I went against the Lakers was probably when uh Allen Iverson was with uh, the Sixers, you know what I mean? I, okay, I, okay. So yeah, each other in the finals. Um in two thousand, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I had to choose I, up. Dude, I chose Iverson, you feel me? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Man, I, I feel like we always Iverson fans. Like I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. So I found out about LeBron way back, like in like 99. It was like in like ninth grade. My old man told me that it's a guy with your name. He supposed to be the best freshman in the country, and he he ended up being what he is now. But back then, you know, Iverson changed the game with the with the tattoos and the, and and the swagger and the sauce and the, the baggy clothes and all that. So I feel like all of us as young guys, like we gravitated towards that. You know what I mean? Every 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 guy was an Iverson fan, so that makes sense. Um, so I know like many camps are starting in the NFL. We're both we're both former football players. Uh, you know, played competed at a high level in college, competed at a high level. Uh, professionally, so I know it's an early prediction. I, I, you know, I got my Browns gear on, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm a Cleveland native. But who do you think will win the Super Bowl this year? Will Will TB12 repeat? Will Will Will, will A Rod stay in Green Bay? Well, I'm not sure if you're a Rams fan. What What, 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 you, what you think? Who Who wins the Super Bowl this year, and why? I mean, I like the Rams. You know, um, you know, obviously they got a good squad and whatnot, and, and they represent LA. I'm a Raiders fan, though. You know. Um, okay. Uh, but I don't see us winning the Super Bowl this year, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, hopefully we can have a competitive squad this year. Um, right. Anytime you got Tom Brady, you know, behind quarterback, I think it's hard to count him out for anything, you know what I mean? Um, right. so they're always going to be top tier uh, with him behind him, you know what I mean? Um, so uh, I don't, wouldn't say I had the Bucks winning it last year, but you, Tom Brady proved me wrong, you know what I mean? He's, he's right. a, competitor so i mean it's hard yeah, you went crazy absolutely you yeah, know yeah. I mean? yeah 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 i mean it's like you said man it's hard to go against tb12 um i honestly think the browns should have beat the chiefs in that afc divisional championship last year when when patrick mahomes got hurt he had never been hurt that was a chance you know so, so i'm hoping the best at least they come out the afc but the afc is tough uh but you can't you just can't go against tb12 he's still doing it at at, at a monumental age man i mean i, I remember when his first Super Bowl in 2000 when I was like 10, <laughs> 10 years old. He, yeah, he's still out here doing it, man. So that's that's always good to see, man. Um, so yeah, bro, let's dive into a Riverside, California native, born in 92. I was born in 89. Talk about the culture and what it was like growing up in California. Give me an inside look on what that was like. I, I always feel old when I say this, but you know, we didn't grow up like the kids now. We didn't have YouTube, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have cameras, we didn't have video. You know, we really had to be outside and be creative and make up games and interact. And I mean, I think PlayStation maybe came out in like what 96, 97. That was like the first game. Then Dreamcast came out like 99, 2000. So we had started getting the games uh like closer to 2000. But 
before then, like we we just had to be outside. Like so, paint me a picture on what it was like, especially in California, because it was really popular. Obviously, I was on the whole other coast in Ohio, but it seemed like the California culture was real, like kind of like like gangster, like you know, because you had NWA, you had Ice Cube, you had you know Easy E, all those kind of things, man. So just paint me a picture of what it was like growing up in the nineties for you. Uh, for me, man, you know, I I played sports, you know, growing up um, yeah. from the age, bro. You know what I mean? So uh, up until up until since I was five years old, you know what I mean? I've been in competitive sports. So yeah, uh, that, same was, that was always a thing for me. So I was always outside dribbling the basketball, um, mm-hmm. you know, throwing, catching the football, you know what I mean? Playing street football with the homies, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Games, you know. Um, so, I mean, that was my thing, you know what I mean? Always being outside yeah. with my friends and and doing something competitively, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So it was, like you said, you know, today's culture, kids aren't really outside like that, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. But <laughs> I'm outside, you know what I mean? My people have had to come get me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or let me know you got to be home at, you know, by this time because right. games until 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 it's nighttime. Right. For, right. for me, it was, uh, it was I, I could be outside till the streetlights came on. I don't know if it's the same for you in California. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, yeah. You know, uh, people, you know, my friends, you know, we would have street races in the street, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, we would get off like that, you know, um, you know, who's, he was the fastest in the neighborhood and whatnot, you know. Right, right. Uh, always racing, always competing. Yeah, same here. All type of things, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Three flags up, all type of games, you know what I mean? You know, right. um, just just a lot of fun, you know. What I mean, just just really enjoying, just join, really enjoying your friends out in the community and whatnot. And I think that's oh, yeah, what I can, you know, what I'm saying these days. But um, I mean, I had a great, I had a great childhood, man. You know, really. Okay. You know, you know I, I was really on the competitive sports scene. Um, I played yeah. basketball growing up. Um, Same here. You know, I I did that travel ball. You know, what I mean, kind of was playing like the little. Yeah. Mini- NBA on some shit. Yeah, man. yeah. You 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 play you play the sport like pretty much every season. Football, Absolutely. football during fall, basketball during during um during winter, and then and then you did like AU slash track in spring or whatever. Then obviously you got football workouts in the summer. You stay busy. That was crazy. I didn't even start playing tackle football till eighth grade, bro. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I was purely basketball. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of dibbled and dabbled other yeah. sports as far as like. Maybe play some flag football, you know, growing up and, um, you know, but other than that, basketball was really my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't really until high school that I really blossomed in football, you feel me? Okay, okay. Well, that's a perfect segue into my into my next question because I always feel like any top athlete or athlete that goes to college and is a collegiate athlete, you know, you always know when, when that light switch hit on. And for me, it was kind of like 10th grade. Uh, you know, you, you start those games on varsity football, start those games on varsity basketball, you start making a lot of plays, then you start getting all those college letters, and then those offers start to come, you, you know, you start to get recruited and all that. So for you, when did that light switch turn on for you? Was it ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade? I love hearing guys' different perspectives and stories. When did that light switch hit on for you? And you said, like, okay, maybe I can, like, really go to college and, like, play football, go to college for free to play football. Like, when did that become a reality for you? Man, I had an interesting career um, high school-wise, you know. Obviously, like I said, basketball was my number one sport, and that was something that I wanted to do long-term. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't work out for me in high school. I ended up, you know, having a situation with my high school coaches and whatnot, and I was battling between um, 
timing with other sports like football kind of ran into basketball season and that kind of rubbed my coaches the wrong way. So yeah, it kind of affected my playing time with basketball and whatnot. So I ended up having to give it up and I ended yeah. up sticking with football and whatnot. Um, and I skipped a grade and I skipped okay. the first grade. So I was, was a year behind or a year okay. younger than my classmates. You know, okay. so high school I was 13, you know. Um, wow. So I was five to 80 pounds coming into high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? so, real, uh, real small. Real right, small. You're right, right. You know, so I was a late bloomer, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I really didn't, I really didn't start blossoming in football until my senior year. Um, okay. You know, um, I was always that's dope, that's, that's dope, man. I love hearing God's stories. So, so you didn't really start gain, gaining traction. Senior year, okay, gotcha. Absolutely, I was always, you know, a great athlete and whatnot, you know. But uh, yeah. like you know, like I said I didn't really start blossoming to my senior year, and really my senior year is when I really popped out, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so at that point, you know, guys were really getting letters junior year and whatnot, and you know, mm -hmm. started college choices. I didn't have that. I had no letters going into my senior year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so did, did that give you any like hunger? Like, oh no, I got to go out here my senior year and ball because I'm really better than these dudes, or like. You or was it really no pressure? You just wanted to go out there and have fun. Um, no. So my junior year, I actually, uh, my, the team I was on was pretty good. Uh, we had an undefeated season. You know what I mean? Um, one of the best seasons in our school history. So the guys I was around were pretty talented. Um, I ended up starting um, my first playoff, my first game ever in high school in the playoffs, and I ended up getting Player of the Week. You know what wow. I mean? Um, you know, I ended up having something like maybe like seven tackles and like four PBUs and something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and um from there you know what i mean i was on the field forever at that point you know what i mean um yeah. so going into my senior year in the summertime uh when guys were playing seven on seven i really started to um separate myself from other guys mm -hmm. and really just mm -hmm. see really see that i could do this you know on a high yeah. level um yeah. so just going into my senior year like just that whole season it was i'm on a mission you know what i mean i gotta prove right. i'm behind on, on right. Um, right. And, you know, I did that. So I ended up, uh, you know, leaving that season with uh, a few interests from different schools and whatnot, you know. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and then why, why what, what went into your recruiting process after your senior year to choose Southern University ultimately? Like, was the, was the coaching staff really into your story? Did they recruit you the hardest? Like, what kind of went into that? Uh, Southern University, man. The crazy thing is, I didn't even want to go there. You know, um, <laughs> I went to JUCO. You know, um, Saddleback was calling my house uh, pretty, pretty often. Um, mm -hmm. College, and they were one of the top colleges in the country. Um, I wanted to go to a JUCO so I can get better looks. You know, um, go to a bigger, you know, Power Five school and whatnot. You know, um, look mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. you know schools like that. And mm -hmm. uh, my mom was really adamant about me going to a four-year uh, straight out of college or high high school. And okay. uh, I had a few HBCUs that were uh, looking at me and Southern being one of them. Um, okay. So I was taking a visit down to Southern University and checking it out with my family. And it was a great family atmosphere. You know what I mean? The coaches were very welcoming. Um, my family loved it and whatnot. And, and we really enjoyed it. So at that point, it was, you know, this is, this is what it is. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to take this opportunity, you know. And yeah. Was, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that kind yeah. of played a, a big part of my decision making to uh, – be able to play in front of my own people, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's dope. Yeah. So that, 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 that's that's dope, bro, man. So one thing that I love talking about is just the the transitions, right? 
the transition from high school to college, the transition from college to pro, the transition from playing a sport you played for 20 years to, to whatever you do, whether you're an artist, whether you are working professional. So, so talk about, and I always feel like those things get lost in translation, man. So talk about going from Riverside, California, all the way to Southern University where in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right? right. <laughs> so talk about talk about that transition because I went to the University of Iowa in the Big Ten, like, like you were talking about Power Five, but it you know it was it's a PWI, it's a predominantly white institution. So growing up where I'm from in the inner city, I never went to I never went to school with any white people. The only white people I ever encountered in school from K to 12 were teachers, like a handful of teachers. So Going there to Iowa City, Iowa, it was a culture shock for me. It took me probably at least five to six months, that whole first semester, to get comfortable. Like, you know, I'm going into class with 200 people, and it's like three people that look like me, and they're athletes. <laughs> so right, right. talk about your transition, because I'm, I'm sure yours is different, because like you said, you went to an HBCU um, where everyone looks like you. And, and like you said, you're able to perform in front of your people. That comfortability is probably already there because everybody looks like you. So talk about your transition going from Riverside, California to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Was it an easy transition? Did, did you have any struggles? I would say it was pretty easy. Um, it was it was it was interesting, man. You know, um, I've never seen that many black people in yeah. one. I mean, yeah, that's what I always hear. It's like a black it, it's like a black empowerment. Like you can't even explain it. <laughs> right, right, right. And in California, it's really diverse out here. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, right. we have, you know, all type of cultures out here. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, obviously in certain parts, you know, you have certain cultures in certain areas, but it's not like you're going to an area where you have 10,000 black people in one spot. You know what I mean? So right. it was, um, and they're all your age. So that was a, that was a great experience to be around uh, people that are on the same mission um that look like you and are striving to do the same thing so it was really mm-hmm. an opportunity to kind of connect with people from a different kind of part of the country um right you, know, you see people from, a couple people from, uh, a couple people from los angeles california connect with them and we're all mm-hmm. here all here on the same mission you know what i mean right. um, so yeah it was it was a good transition I, mean, I got to learn a lot you know uh learn a different part of the country different culture you know yeah. um people talk different ways you know i mean different accents and everything like that (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) did you ever get did you ever get homesick at all being so far from home i mean i I miss my family you know you know of course you know what i mean um but i never got sick to the point where it's like damn i just want to come home yeah 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 yeah. it's like i miss my family but like i'm 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 loving college life too Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know I mean? I'm a natural <laughs> person. So uh being on my own was really something I wanted to do anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my time there. I had a good support base of people around me out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, that I could really lean on, good friends. Um, so yeah. I never really felt like I was alone or anything like that, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so uh that's dope. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was a good opportunity. That's, that's definitely, definitely, bro. So Tell me this, man. What st- what what stands out to you? Obviously, we're far removed from college. Um, um, you know, doing our thing in different endeavors, man. But what stood out to you during, like, if you could, if you could kind of just think back or kind of dig back for a second, what stood out to you during your tenure at Southern University? Any like moments that you would kind of like never forget, or you know, something that you share with your teammates or the teammates in your family? Yeah, uh, one of the moments that stood out to me the most was winning the conference championship. Um, yeah. you know, I hadn't won a championship in football 
since 2003. So it took 10 years to bring that back. And so to be a part of that team was, you know, phenomenal and amazing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to share that moment and go through that type of season with my teammates was a great way to send me out, you know, as a senior, of course. Exactly. And, you know, that's history. You know, that wasn't one of the championships since, you know. Um, yeah. So it's not history and ingra- grain in the record books. Can't, can't, you know, can't take it back. That's right. You know, it's not easy to run a championship in college or at any at level. At all. You at know? any level, right. So to, to do that, that was that was a good feat. And I always remember that for sure. You know what I mean? And, and you know, just being, you know how it goes, being in the locker room with, with, with the fellas, you know what I mean? You know, oh, Joe, yeah, yeah. Locker room vibes, yeah. <laughs> getting that practice, you know what I mean? One-on-ones, yeah, shit popping. Yeah, that, that, that brotherhood, <laughs> that brotherhood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 I can attest to all that, man. Um, so talk about because you were in the you entered the you were 2014 NFL driver 2015 yeah, 2014. So talk about your process, man, because again, like I said earlier, the transitions, these kind of transitions get lost in translation, man. Like as far as you know, training for the training for the draft, kind of hearing certain things from an agent if you have an agent, and then migrating through through draft day, uh, you know, you know, not getting picked up, and then trying to figure out if you would get a free agent deal. Or if you get a mini cap invite, you, you you know how it is, all those kinds of things. And then you don't get none of that. So you're trying to like work out five times a week, stay in shape, but you're like an adult, you're the, you're a college graduate. So you gotta like maybe go get a job, you gotta you gotta pay bills. All right. So right. man, talk about how it was for you. Cause I was in the 2012 NFL draft, he was 14, but it was just a really hard transition for me because I had an agent. I thought I would at least get a priority free agent deal if I didn't get drafted, but none of that happened for me, and I didn't end up. I didn't end up. I didn't end up trying out for any teams. Like I tried out for Green Bay. I tried out for Cincinnati Bengals as well. But I didn't. I didn't try out for any of those teams. So like six months after the draft, like it was like December. It was like like middle of the season. Like you know they had some injuries and they were looking for some guys. So talk about your transition. What were you hearing before the 2014 draft? What on draft day was it a hard day? Was it an easy day? Because you knew you want to get drafted. Um, and then talk about just your transition from. After draft day to potentially playing arena football, uh, going to different tryouts, just all those things that people really don't know what a football player goes through at like during that process, trying to figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, man. Um, yeah. When I came out, man, I had a decent senior year. You know, uh, I put up seventy-seven tackles. You know, I had seven, six turnovers and whatnot. Uh, so my numbers were right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I ended up coming back home to California. And I got with a training facility and whatnot, picked up an agent. And um, mm-hmm. I was training two times a day, whatnot, strict diet, you know how it goes, counting calories, you know, lift, yep. pumping plates, you know, doing 40 hard. and all that, you know what I mean? It, it was, you know, intense, bro, you know what I mean? And I did yep. that for, you know, months and months up until the draft. Um, you know, I got right, got my body right, you know, I gained weight and everything, you know what I mean? I ended up, uh, you know, maybe picking up maybe like, you know, a good 10, 15 pounds of muscle, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and and got right, you know what I mean? Um, so draft day came, you know, and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, somebody going to call, you know what I mean? Somebody, <laughs> call, you know what I mean? Um, right. And the days went by and nobody called, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, I'm like, damn, what I'm going to do, you feel me? Yeah, you know, yeah. Day, I'm do train for all that for nothing, you I'm know? You. Um, so... I ended up having to go with plan B, you know what I mean? And uh, my plan B was basically to coach football. Um, yeah. So I ended up 
one day just going on uh, footballscoop.com and looking at all the coaching jobs that was out there, you know what I mean, in the country and whatnot. And I maybe applied to like 40 different jobs and whatnot. I ended up yeah. getting a couple offers, um, one offer at Presentation College in uh, I think South of South North Dakota, one of the states. And um, then uh, another school in, in Maine called Bridgeton Academy Prep School. Um, mm -hmm. so I ended up uh, consulting with my college coach and basically was like, you know, you should go to Maine, you know what I'm saying? It's a good opportunity with the whoop. And yeah. um, so shoot, I got the job next week. I was out to Maine, bro. You know what I mean? Um, wow. You know, a couple months. I ago. never, I never knew. I never knew that. Okay. Yeah. How, how how long were you out in Maine coaching? Man, I was out in Maine for seven months from okay. till February. So I was out in Maine. Um, and I still had an agent at the time, so like they're still pushing me. But exactly. I'm still, I still have to obviously, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 in that limbo stage, like you're coaching because right. right. you got you got obligations. That's your job. You got to pay bills, but. Your age is still working for you, trying to get your name out there. Yep, yeah, yeah. I've I've been there, bro. <laughs> you know, at, a, at a prep school, bro, they uh, you know, it's all it's very strict schedule, so everything is done on a strict schedule. Every you know, so um, basically, I'm I'm having to be everything, you know, tutor, coach, um, RA, you know what I mean, all of it, you know what I mean, you know, yeah. make class get in my curfew, you know, in my days, wearing, wearing wearing several different hats, just getting right. it done. I'm yeah. going. 5.30 to 11 p.m., you know what I mean? And my day is not done till 11 till everybody's in bed, bro. So mm -hmm. I can't even work out till midnight, you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. having to basically train like a pro football player at midnight, you know what I mean? And get up at five in the morning to go train these dudes, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of time. Hard. I'm barely, Hard work. You know what I mean? But I got to get it done, you feel me? So I did that for months and months and months. About yeah. uh, maybe like two months in, I get a random phone call from the uh, – Nebraska Danger in the uh, mm -hmm. NFL league, and mm -hmm. calls me up. He's like, "Shoot, you know, I seen your tape. You know, whoop, and we want to offer you a contract, bring you to camp." So I'm like, yeah. "All right, cool." You know what I mean? That was the first real professional conversations that I was having at the time. You know what right. I mean? So to have that come out of nowhere. The crazy thing is, I was thinking I'm not even gonna play arena ball. You know what I mean? You know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like I wasn't even, yeah, that wasn't even on my radar. So like for him to call me on that, I was like, all right, I don't have nothing right now. I'm gonna just go ahead and take the opportunity. Um, I had to, I had to kind of finesse it, like, cause the school wasn't really trying to let me go on some shit like that, bro. So right, yeah, right, right. I'm like, you know, I got a big opportunity with the CFL, yada yada, and my coach, yeah. my coach vouched for me. He was like, all right, yeah, you know, uh, he's about to leave, you know, what I mean, uh, whatever. In a few months, I also ended up getting picked up with the uh, the FCS All American game. Um, it was the first year they did in 2014. They didn't do it in 2013 when I came uh, my my senior year. So I ended okay. up ended up letting me play in 2014. So oh, that's dope. That's dope. I ended up flying to Miami um, in December around that time and playing in the FCS All-American game in front right. of the and everything. And I was already signed at the time. So I was like one of the only players I was signed to a pro team at the time playing in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. So I, I ended up you know, having a good game. I got a pick, whatever. Two months yeah. later, I flew out to Nebraska. I left Maine. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, at that point, you know, May, uh, Nebraska was my first professional experience. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I saw you play, I think you played for Nebraska twice. You played Billings, uh, Billings, Montana, Billings Woods, and also the San Diego Storm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played in that same league. It's funny, man, because 
I was thinking the same thing. You was thinking in 2012. Like, man, I really, I'm really not trying to play arena. I heard, I heard some horror stories. I heard some good stories as far as because a lot of professional teams, whether NFL, CFL, as we know, they want to see you playing. They want to see you current film, and right. they would rather see professional current film instead of college film, right? right. So after I had a trial with the Green Bay Packers, they tried me out. You know, they, they gave me the same BS. Clay Matthews is hurt, so you needed a rush linebacker, and it was like. You know, just stay ready. You know, keep working out. Stay ready. If you know you can get a call from us at any time, so I'm like, okay, cool. So then I got the offer. The green, the Green Bay Blizzard, uh, the team in the Indoor League, they called and offered a contract. So, so I consulted with my agent. He was like, he had talked to the direct, director of player personnel at the time with the Packers, uh, Elliot Wolf, and they was like, well, yeah, you know, the rest center is right across the street from the Lambo Lambo Field. We go to those games, like, you know, we go to those games to scout, like, you know, so if he, if he goes there and plays, yeah, we'll probably, like, come to, come to his game, like, and if he balls out, maybe he can have a mini camp, uh, you know, uh, opportunity. So right. I'm like, I'm like, shit, all right, man, say less, like, I'm there, like, you know, so I played Green Bay my rookie year, um, and then I did, like, the CFL circuit, I tried out for basically all the CFL teams, and what was that, uh, 13, 14, and then I played for the Iowa Barnstormers again in 15. Um, so I understand just that the metrics of playing indoor league, trying, all the tryouts, just all that kind of stuff, bro, man. So I, I, I've been there totally. That's why I love your story. So after your rookie year for the Nebraska for the Nebraska Danger, did you go back coaching and during the offseason? Did you stay in Nebraska? How did you get from Nebraska to Billings? <laughs> okay, so I was in Nebraska for two weeks. Um in camp and um from day one i was starting you feel me um and it came down to literally the last day at camp you know i got a knock on my door you know what i mean the turk came you feel me and basically it was like you know um you know you're a great player yada yada but we're gonna trade you you feel me so okay. ended up getting traded with a few other rookies um up to billings mm -hmm. and so the next day and in the middle of nowhere, I, I we played we played out there in the middle of nowhere in Montana. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? And and it was like, damn, okay, I got to go to Montana tomorrow. You feel me? Like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> no, like you don't have no time to process it. Like you just got to I mean, go. Like, what do you mean? I got to leave. You know what I mean? You know. So I ended up having to go, bro. You know what I mean? And and going yeah. up. And um, I mean, it was it was it was it was beneficial for me. It was an expansion team up there. Um, so, you know, as a rookie coming in, I was able to, to play from, from jump, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I ended up, uh, you know, having a great season and kind of build a name for myself. And, you know, I put up like 70 tackles, you know, as a, as a, as a rookie, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, that was, that was a good, you know, great season. you know, great stepping stone for me for sure, for sure. And, um, from there, I ended up going back home and, um, mm -hmm. back to California and I was coaching, I was coaching at a Juco, you know, I ended up mm -hmm. continuing my coaching career, you know what I mean? Um, ended up resigning for the next year. Okay, the okay. Okay, so a transition that, that I love because people ask me this all the time, like, you know, I think us being athletes pretty much our whole life, we're always identified as an athlete. Like, if somebody say Omar Cook in Riverside, they're going to they're gonna say, oh yeah, Omar Cook, the football player. Like, if they right. say LeBron Daniel in Cleveland, they're gonna, uh, they're gonna say, my bad. Um, they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, LeBron Daniel, the football player." Like, "Oh yeah, he used to hoop too, whatever." So right. it's always it's always like a funny vibe when athletes decide to go into the arts, whether it's acting, writing, hosting, 
whatever you're doing in the arts, right. it's always like a, oh, you think you can do that? So, so give me your inside look, bro. Like what, what got you, like what, what kind of like sparked the idea? Like, man, hold on. Like, let me try this. Cause I know you initially started off like doing the motion capture for the man, for the man game. So like, just kind of give me an inside look on what got you into that. And then, and then, and then we'll like progress on to, you know, how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So, um, I would say about 2017, um, my agent at the time, he, uh, I got a random email about the uh, Madden tryout. It was a Madden tryout that was at SC. I'm sitting out, mm-hmm. it's like nine o'clock in the morning. It's an hour away. You know what I mean? I was living in OC, in OC. And got, I got the email. It was basically like, you know, you can come up here, you know, do the, do the tryout, whatever, whatever. Um, you had to pre-register the day before. I didn't do that, obviously, so I just got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the tryout started at 10. Um, in SC's ROA. So I had like a few seconds to really think about it. And I thought about it. I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to just go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's nice, man. Why not? <laughs> I didn't have much for nothing, bro. Like I just grabbed my fleece and I was gone. You know what I mean? Right. Hit the road, showed up there. Um, a lot of the guys up there was, you know, former NFL guys, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? But I got up there and um, did my drills, whatever. Try out. About three weeks later, they, uh, they hit me back. You know, and it was like, you know, congratulations, you made the team. You know, yeah, yeah. So, um, from there, I ever up, since then, you you've been on, you've been on like every, uh, you've been doing motion capture for every game since seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I've been working yeah. consistently since then. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, I'm thankful for that. You know, it's it's been consistent exactly. work, but I never really yeah. thought to use that to get into acting. I was just doing that for football purposes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cool, we do like video game stuff. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that, that that's something that, that's definitely on my list. Um, I heard about the tryout when I first moved to LA back in 2019, but I heard, like you said, I heard about it late, but the guys that told me about it, it was it, it was it was a weird experience, bro, because they told me about it after the trial. Like they would they like <laughs> I, like it, it was a weird shit. I don't know if they was hating or maybe they thought I would make it and they would it, 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 it was some it was some hate shit going on. It, it was a weird experience. Yeah, but yeah. um but but yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Like you know, even to get on that muscle capture team, you it is not just handed to you. You got you got to try. You got to show that you got the skills. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely love that inside look, man. Um, so after you did the motion capture, obviously every year, like you said, it's, it's great work stuff like that. What prompted you to say, man? Okay, let me take this a step further. Like I kind of like being in front of the camera. I like I like doing this. And so I know like you started off doing the fo- the stunt football players, ballers, and and and. and Obviously, the season one of All-American, you've been in season one, season two, and season three. We met in season two. So what prompted you to say, okay, I'm going to try this acting thing, like, full-fledged. Like, I want, I want to really tell stories. Like, what kind of prompted you into that? Um, really being on set of All-American, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just being around the other actors, you know what I mean? Being around people that were doing it. So I would be on set, and I would just be asking questions, you know what I mean? Um just asking, you know, how do I do this? How do I, you know, maneuver this? And maybe about a few episodes in All American, I had a list of casting networks. I had a list of things to do, um, kind of maneuver around. I just kind of got the acting bug, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I want to talk this, you know what I mean, and, and see what's up. I wasn't thinking yeah. of it, like, you know, I'm gonna do it like on a major scale or anything like that, but yeah, I try it, bro. You know, and yeah. uh, I ended up fixing, uh, you know, bro. I'm, I got down with uh, Central Casting and. I just started booking, you feel me, like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 
I did like maybe like 10 or 12 shows in about three months um, while I was still working all American. Um, so just being yeah. on set of those different shows, I was kind of seeing how everything was working, um, mm-hmm. meeting different creators, you know, connecting with them. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, I already so- know, you know, you know, I've been there. I, I, we, uh, that's where we met. I think we did like seven or eight episodes together in season two. Uh, shout out to Game Changer Films. They actually hit me up for season three. But obviously yeah. after COVID and I mean, so many, I had to pivot. In, we all had to pivot in certain ways, man. So um, so I told him, you know, I, I couldn't do season three. But yeah, season two was a great experience. Like you said, just uh, so many creatives. And it was like a, it would be we would be filming every week or like a two week duration. We would have like one week off. Then we film again in two weeks. So, and man, really- yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it, it was a great experience, man. It's just that, that that being around all those creatives, man, people don't understand. You don't really understand it unless you're on the set and, and you're taking right. all that energy and it makes you want to try to do. Obviously, it's, it's a big dream. It's a big thing to try to do. But if you take the right steps and you learn the industry, you know, we everyone can carve out a lane, you know, for, for themselves. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, bro, it, like you said, it's the energy, you know what I mean? Just being around the energy. Yeah. Bro, you know, um, yeah. These things like I was still I was working, you know what I mean, um, on different shows and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I had a couple of short films with a couple of different creators and whatnot. So I was building up my real yeah. yeah. Uh, I ended up uh I was still playing ball at the time though, you know what I mean? So I ended up signing back uh to play San Diego um mm-hmm. after the second season of All American, which was 2019. And I ended up mm-hmm. ended up moving around, going to Chicago with quad cities. And um oh yeah. The pandemic hit, you know what I mean. So once the pandemic hit, I had to come back home and shut all the sports down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I was thinking, you know, you know, I could continue to still play or chase this dream and whatnot, or yeah. I could pour my energy into something else, you know, that's kind right. of blocking me at the time, which was acting, you know. Right. So I, I ended up just getting in classes, you know, over the pandemic, and I got picked up by a commercial agent and whatnot that point and I, I literally just was like you know i'm an actor now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. talk and, talk, talk talk about bro because <laughs> i feel like like this always gets lost in translation because i remember when i got an acting class a couple years ago it was it was weird for me i'm, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> just because obviously you know we athletes we're used to performing in front of 30,000 40,000 whatever 80,000 people but Acting is so different because you in the acting class, it may only be what like 30 of y'all, but you showing raw emotion. Like you learning how to analyze the script, you learn how to improv, you learn it, you learn emotional prep, you learn it, you learn marking, how to how to how to move on a set, like when you have marks and still remember your lines, you learn the monologue. You learn, I mean, it's so much that goes into acting that people don't really understand unless you take a, an extenuated acting class. Uh so was that like a transparent time for you or, or were you did you just walk into it open-minded like i'm just gonna go in here and just learn what i can um, it was an eye-opener for me you know at that point i mean i was shooting short films and everything i was working on shows and whatnot but yeah. i'm watching it more so from i'm watching the bigger shows from the outside in you feel me so mm-hmm. like i'm looking at these people like you know i could do that you feel me like you know that's cool that's, you know i can do that whatever. right right I mean, it wasn't until I really got into the classes that I was like, okay, these people are on another level. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Like, I really right. have to be more vulnerable and emotional in, in, in what I'm doing. And at yeah. that time, I really didn't know how to tap in like that. 
you know what I mean? To really um, yeah. express it's and it's, it's different, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's really yeah, it's really uh, it's a, it's a different mind muscle. It's a different it's a different thing that you use. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? And, and us as black men, we don't really use that emotional. I'm telling, you, especially as athletes. I'm telling you because we we so used to aggression and attacking and competing, and you know we compete every day. So like that, that's why the arts intrigue me because. You use it, you're using literally the opposite of muscle that you're used to using your whole life. Like, like football, yeah. it's like, you know, a play can happen and it's okay, on to the next. I got to forget about that. Whereas acting, you have to basically be in the moment and be still and exactly. you know, embrace those emotions and really embrace that time. You know what I mean? And exactly reflect on what's going on in that time, that time period, you know. Whereas exactly. sports, it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's still fast paced. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's that was a early struggle for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes time just to get used yeah, right. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm more yeah. comfortable performing in front of people now, but um, yeah. definitely still uh, tapping into the vulnerability part is something that's- You already, man, you, are, you already know, bro, as, as an artist. So, man, talk about talk about your latest three uh, credits that you garnered. Uh, I saw on your IMDb. You got the short film, Glitch. You, had, you got uh, Lost in the Moment. And you got mind over max. It's I only bring that up because I remember when I first moved to LA and and I was taking meetings for agents and managers. And shout out to one of my OGs, um, Jeff uh, Cleveland, man. He he linked me with Third Hill Entertainment. They're out in Beverly Hills. They've been in the industry for, for thirty years. So we had a meeting. And I told him, hey, I'm just moved from Atlanta to LA, trying to take my acting career to the next level. I had done like some commercials and promos and. Some feature stuff, but you know, nothing prominent. I had a I had a I had a decent demo reel, pretty much all commercials. And they were like, Yeah, uh, we tried to look you up on IMDb, we couldn't find you. Like, did we spell your name wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, uh yeah, I don't have one. And like they started laughing. Like, they like, they like, well, first off, like you trying to be an actor, you went to LA and you don't have an IMDb. <laughs> like, right. and and a lot and a lot of actors don't know that. They don't know that about the industry. That's right, that's right. To to even be considered. They, they they probably not gonna take you serious, but to be even considered to be taken serious, right? You have to have an IMDb. That that's like that's like your acting resume. They want to see you on screen, they want to see what you've done. Like, and I was lucky, I was able to get like I think my first four short film credits from all short films out in LA when I when I did my time out in LA. But when I saw when I saw your IMDb when I saw your IMDb page, I'm like, okay, I'm like, he get it. He like I'm like somebody like he got to get to somebody telling them like how you supposed to move in this industry in 2021 because a lot yeah. of guys get they see the grips and grits and glamour like oh you want all American you want ballers I saw you on Snowfall like right. all those, that stuff is good but it, it's featured stuff like to get on the bigger films and the bigger TV shows you have to have real credits and people don't even really understand that I mean and obviously. Every guy's story is different. So some some guy may get lucky and audition once and book a role. Or but when you're trying to build something, they won't even, especially out in LA, they won't even take you serious if you don't have an IMDb. Like <laughs> so, just talk about the, talk about those three those your last three credits. What were those experiences like for those three uh, films that I named? Yeah, man. Um, I've actually shot you know a few projects, man. Um, in the last yeah. year, so um, and a lot of those credits actually came in the last year. Um. Mm-hmm. I've actually shot five feature films. Um, two of them weren't listed on there. They'll they'll be added there. Really yeah, short. of course. Um, nice. I shot a movie uh, in Alabama called God of Dreams. That I shot in March, so I flew out there for a few weeks, and that's gonna be pretty dope. That's gonna have an Atlanta and Alabama release. Um, nice. um Lost okay. in 
uh, lost in one week. If you if you come to if you come to Atlanta, I'll let me know, man, because that, that's where I'm at. I'm in Atlanta, so you said no Atlanta, doubt. Alabama release, so you got you got to let me know if it's in. If yeah, it's in yeah. Hey, I'm gonna pull up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, lost in a moment. That's another feature film that's gonna drop. Um, I actually just shot that maybe like a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, okay. so that's gonna be a, a a good movie as well. Um, Mind Over Max. That's another movie I just shot. Um, I shot a, a feature film that's actually gonna be a silent film. Um, so it's gonna be like all action, no word. Okay, no diet. Like, oh, no word. Oh, that's dope. Okay, it's gonna be an interesting concept. And that, yeah, yeah. And and um, people don't know that that's harder. That's a harder genre of acting because right. it's all nonverbal. So it's all hands and eyes and <laughs> and facial expressions and like because it's no words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's dope. Um, Another feature. Um, that's crazy that I'm actually like forgetting the feature, bro. Uh, man, you you busy, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, feel, I feel bad, but yeah, lost in the moment. Uh, you know, oh. glitch. That's another short film I just shot. Um, yeah. that's gonna be pretty good. That's gonna be a festival film that's gonna go out. Um, I got another nice. short film I'm gonna shoot. Um, next month or so. I'm actually okay. writing up right now that I'm looking to uh that we're looking to produce right now. It's gonna be pretty dope. So okay, um, that's what's up, bro into the avenue of actually creating my own content. You feel me? Um, yeah. Waiting for roles and getting booked for roles is cool, but I'm trying to be like Spike Lee, you feel me? Or, um, exactly. you know, John Singleton, exactly. brothers, you know what exactly. I mean? And really putting, Man, it's, you know. Yeah, so. it's, it's, fun, it's funny that you say that because that's actually what I'm on. That's why I started this podcast. I wrote inside my first short film in, back in like November 2019. Of course, everyone's first short film is super terrible. The audio is horrible. The camera we use is horrible. <laughs> But it was still a good experience to actually write a real script, cast actors, like to, you know, like I had to buy all the crafty. <laughs> I had to buy all the crafty for, for the one day of filming. But it was, I learned so much. I learned so much. And so the next one that I write, which should be in a couple of months, is gonna be so much better because 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 like you said, you learn so much in content creating from being on those sets and just doing all these different things, how real production is supposed to be ran. Um, so that's so, so that's powerful, man. I love you. I, I love your matriculation, um, you know, through the athletic realm and then the artist realm. And a lot of people don't understand the real work that it takes. They think you just supposed to just move into it and, and it always takes real work. Right, right, right. It's definitely a process, bro. You know what I mean? It's every day. Definitely. Always doing something to work towards, towards it, whether it's auditions or class. You know it. Two days a week. You know? <laughs> And people don't people don't even understand the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of auditions that you do <laughs> that you that you may only get two or three callbacks for and, and you may not book nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a, I got an agent now, so uh, I just picked up a TV film agent. So um, that's been major for me to be able to um, have that on my team, you know, and, and, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. and obviously um, I still work to submit mm -hmm. myself. Oh, so it's a, it's, like, um, it's really a job to do the auditions. You know what I mean? It's, you yeah, know, exactly, exactly. And it's crazy, bro. What I learned out in LA is because obviously we were stunt football players on the show All American. So I kept asking everybody, okay, how do I get an audition for 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 a day player for for a real character for All American? Like, how do right. we do that? Right. And my agent explained it to me. Like, All American, they don't even. Put their sub they don't even put their submissions out for you to self-submit. You have to have an agent. That's Only right. the agents even get the breakdowns. So right. if you don't have it, if you don't have an agent, you're not you you won't have any chance of even getting the being able to audition. 
and that's what a lot of people don't even understand like those that behind the scenes stuff like you got to yeah. have an agent to even for them to even submit you <laughs> absolutely yeah and, and that's crazy because i literally just picked up an agent a couple weeks ago you feel me or a few weeks ago so like yeah. not even getting those big time breakdowns you feel me i yeah. was doing shit on my own but yeah. now i'm starting to see more yeah. bigger positions you know what I mean? like i just did <laughs> Just did a callback for Nike, Fox Sports um, last week and whatnot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See those auditions rolling, and it's like, okay, we're here now. You feel me? Here we exactly, exactly. And it's cool for me. It's like I feel like we can pull from our athletic experience. We used to compete in. We're used to so the auditions and the callbacks and the whether you book it or not. Like it's just it's another chance to compete. It's another chance to yeah. to put your content out there. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's like. To me, it doesn't feel like anything. Like it's like I'm a competitor. We 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 big competitors, and that's what I feel like. That's where I feel like we have the advantage because a lot of artists or or net or actors who've been acting a long time, they wish that they had the athletic piece that we had or the athletic experience. They they don't have that to pull from. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I definitely think we're at an advantage um, from, from that like, standpoint. It's the, it's the competitive nature. You know what I mean? Like we have that. Exactly. I'm gonna keep going regardless. You know what I mean? Exactly. Regardless, I ain't never gonna quit. <laughs> right. no, no, you know what exactly. I mean? And, and, um, them, I guess you call L's of not getting the job. That does that, that doesn't exactly. fit. I don't even think about exactly. the job after I submit for an audition, bro. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they hit me, they hit me. The right ones always find me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And 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 man, I'm telling you, bro, I had to learn that over time because at first when I started getting bigger auditions, you know, I you know, whether I get a call back or not, you know, it was bothering me at first, but then it was like uh it was like i had to tap into that like you said it, like just being grateful for, for the opportunity like the um the, the film um one night one night in miami it's on amazon prime uh, regina hall directed it they won like an oscar or something like that um oh this is for the jim brown road the road that aldis hodge ended up playing mm-hmm. um um so obviously when i didn't get it i'm thirsty for the movie to come out because i want to see <laughs> who was it because because it was a lead role and that was my first like lead role audition, it was like 48 lines and you right. had to be off book. It was the hardest prep I had I had I ever had. Luckily I had six days. So right. I was at my manager's office in Beverly Hills every day. We trained for six hours, trying yeah. to get everything right. And so I was thirsty for the movie to come out so I could see what choices he made. Yeah. And it was crazy. All the choices he made in the in the film, in the in the final film was like way more subtle than what I did in, in the audition. Cause you think you're supposed to yell here or you're supposed to do this, but he he's saying it, he's saying it chill, he's saying it like kind of prominent, but like I'm like, wow. So for me, that like I took something from that. I'm like, okay, I ain't booked that, but I learned, I saw what choices he made. So my next Leroy this is like, okay, now I'll be able to navigate that a little better. That was my first one. So even though and people don't understand that, even though you don't book it, you still get an experience from it, you still get better in the art, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. And it's crazy, like you said, the time that you put in, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, so much time. <laughs> you're almost gambling with the time to being active. You know what I mean? You know, right. you're just hoping for that big payoff, but you know, you gotta the keep grind it. don't stop. The grind don't stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. So, man, last last question, bro. This is called the After Effects Show. I always end it with this question: What would you say is Omar Cook's After Effect from? The 15-year relationship that you had with football, the wins, the losses, like we said earlier, the the injuries, the the uh, okay, I'm I'm getting traded. I gotta I gotta go from Nebraska to Montana tomorrow. Like, what were some lessons that you learned through your whole journey from from Riverside to 
Baton Rouge, playing at Southern, to your Arena Football League, to acting now. What were some lessons that you learned that you take and you move with now as you try to progress in your acting career? And really, as we just try to push this culture forward. The biggest lesson, man, that I learned through all of that was perseverance, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I went through so much with my athletic career, whether it was um, dealing, going from team to team or injuries. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people don't know what goes in, you know, me behind the scenes with football or sports and things like that. But I dealt with so many injuries, bro. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. shoulder dislocations, you know, partial torn ACL, meniscus tear, broke my foot, you know what I mean? Things like that, you know. And mm -hmm. I would just have to, you know, obviously you have to rehab and right. yourself back into tip top and, that, and that's not a and that's not a fast process you know what i mean that's not you know what i mean so that i had to go right. through those times those times you know um of of really getting my body right and really getting my mind right to say that i can do this and and overcoming those um overcoming those thoughts of knowing those that negative thoughts i mean that yeah. a part of the body is hurt you know what i mean and really yeah. going out there and competing against best athletes around still you feel me mm -hmm. so that, just doing that really just helped me push through a lot you know what i mean yeah. um even with college like with college like i was my first two years i didn't touch the field at southern university till my third year like literally i didn't suit up a game until the last game of my of my junior year you feel wow. me you know what wow. i mean it was cut from the team my freshman year bro you know what i mean how did you how like um obviously i'll, I'll let you finish but how did you handle like unpack that a little bit for me bro like how did you handle all that adversity right because like because i did i had an injury my senior year in college and it like it ruined like i wouldn't say it, it didn't ruin my career but it did it ruined me like it took me months to get back from that because i had built up myself to be a senior starter and then to get injured my senior year it was like it, it like how did you how did you deal with all those emotions of all the injuries and all the politics of, like you're saying not being becoming the starter to to your third year on campus like did you just stay positive did you have a good support system like what did you have to pull from to kind of just stay in the game you know a lot of guys go through that kind of stuff and they say fuck it they quit they go back home or whatever get into some some bad stuff like so like what like how did you how did you keep your head in the game Crazy thing is, bro, I didn't, I didn't start until my senior year on campus, bro. You feel me? So yeah. I ended up still having to go through the works of it. You know what I mean? And But it's mindset, bro. I'm built different. You know what I mean? Even mm -hmm. when I was not on the team or even when I was hurt in situations, I always knew that I'm going to be where I'm going to be at. You know what I mean? The pe people may not have seen that, but I always knew. Yeah. I mean, when I stepped on the field at in college and I finally got my time to start, I knew I was going to ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I stepped on the field in, in professional sports and I finally got my opportunity. I knew I was going to ball. You know what I mean? I started right. over 30-some games professionally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, every single time I stepped on the field, I had a mindset of I'm here I'm here to win and dominate. You know what exactly. I mean? That's just been my mindset in anything I do. You know, yeah. so I took that same mindset with, with, with acting. You know what I mean? Um, I remember telling my parents, um, you know, I'm about to be an actor. You know what I mean? When I had decided... <laughs> I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna ask you how how did your parents accept that? Right. And, I mean, it was like you know, okay, you know, have a plan B. You know, do whoop. You know, what I mean, and I mean, they're supportive. You know, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I'm thinking it ain't no plan B. You know what I mean? It's no plan yeah. B. This is yeah. what I'm about to do. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna make this thing shake. I've already seen the vision. I already know what's about to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so like, just having that, I never. 
when I stepped into this acting world, I never, I have other endeavors that I do outside of it, but I don't look at those as plan B. The plan A right now is to execute acting. You feel me? And exactly. it's it's paid off. You know what I mean? And now they're more so like, okay, you know, what show are you on this week? You know what I mean? Right, you know? right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They, so, they, right. They see you making a little noise. Now they got questions. Now they're not. Yeah. Now you know what I mean? And like, you know, it's just the athlete's mindset of, of just of just of just being a competitor. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. I don't love it, bro. But none of this, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here to win. You know what I mean? Regardless. Exactly. Guy exactly. got my. You know what I mean? And and vice versa. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I think that competitive nature as an athlete is something that can carry an athlete through any type of industry. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, any, anything, anything, bro. Well, man, I appreciate you carving out the time. That's all I had, man. Um, One thing I've been trying to pride myself on is, you know, giving guys flowers while they're still here, man. 2020 was a weird year. We never would have guessed that the world would have shut down for a whole calendar year. We've had to pivot in so many different ways, man. So I want to tell you face up, man, to man, black man to black man. And I salute you on everything you've done thus far, all the accolades, all the accomplishments, all the awards. I'm following your career. I'm I'm almost positive we'll work together on, on another set, whether it's stunts or or, or, or whether it's whether it's a real cast. You know what I mean? 100%, 100%. You know, you already know what time it is. <laughs>